You're listening to The Blueprint, brought to you by Executive Platforms. In every episode, we will discuss the topics and trends, the issues and ideas, the challenges and opportunities facing senior business leaders today. This series is one more way we want to engage with our network of industry executives. Thanks for joining us. Hello again, everyone. You're joining us for another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint podcast series. My name is Jeff Mix. I'm head of content and research. My guest today is John Gunther of Just Evotech Biologics. Uh, We're going to be having a conversation about controlling costs in a world that keeps getting more expensive, especially for biopharmaceutical manufacturing executives. Uh, I think it's a really timely and important conversation. I'm looking forward to it. John, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, no, really appreciate the opportunity to come speak with you today. Why don't we start off sort of by framing the conversation around why this industry hasn't been great on controlling costs. I, I think innovation costs money. They're making things up as they go along. Things aren't, you know, they, they invent what they need as they go, and that gets expensive. But we are yeah. approaching a point where they need to talk about controlling costs. How are you having those conversations with them? Yeah, no, it's it's a great question. You know, I think that if you look at the industry over the last several decades, like so much progress has been made on developing efficacious therapies, right? And I think that's really been where you know, the, the emphasis has been over time, right? But now I think there's just increased urgency to, um, you know, one, make these therapies, you know, more affordable for, uh, you know, folks in, in countries that have access to these therapies. But then if you look at, uh, you know, how many places throughout the world, you know, these, these really life-saving and, uh, you know, uh, revolutionary therapies are unavailable, it's really quite appalling, right? And so I think what the world is is coming up to, our industry is really coming up to speed with at this point, is we need to expand global access and we need to make sure that, um, you know, cost is not an obstacle to to access there. Okay, so I can appreciate, you know, the challenge is, is big, but I think there's a lot of opportunity maybe to learn from some other industries that already have a lot of experience figuring out how to do the same thing for a little less money. Yeah. What, what are some of the things that we can be looking at in the life sciences? Yeah, so I think, and, and I think this this really aligns with uh, Just Eva Tech Biologics paradigm in, in manufacturing. If you look at, um, you know, other industries that are producing, um, you know, uh, say, say bulk chemicals, for example, many, many years ago, they made this transition from batch manufacturing to continuous manufacturing. Um, and you really haven't seen that, uh, you know, broad adoption of continuous manufacturing in the biologic space uh, for, for a number of reasons. One, you know, there, there is, you know, uh, there is some simplicity advantage perhaps to, to batch manufacturing, uh, but the ramifications of that are, you know, very large scale uh, systems, uh, and it just creates, you know, some, some you know, challenges on the cost side that I, I don't think are addressable in a batch format. Um, so, you know, it was really a pleasure to, uh, you know, attend this conference. It's, it's one of my, you know, favorite conferences every year. And I think what you saw in a number of the speakers' presentations was a, a call out to continuous manufacturing. Our company, you know, is focusing on developing a continuous manufacturing platform. You heard, you know, representatives from FDA say, you know, this is, this is really an area where we're encouraging industry to go. 
and at Just Eva Tech Biologics, we've been you know laser focused on reducing cost of goods for many years and leveraging technology to get us there. Uh, and continuous manufacturing is really one of our uh, key enablers uh, to get to that point. And so what we've been able to do with our manufacturing platform is uh, reduce the manufacturing footprint to 500 liter, 1,000 liter scale as opposed to large you know, 20,000 liter stainless steel bioreactors. We've been able to reduce that uh, operating scale because we have a highly intensified manufacturing footprint. Okay, and so what we do with that that upstream step, we're utilizing perfusion, uh, which enables us to continuously harvest product from the bioreactor, um, replenish the bioreactor with fresh media in order to sustain the health of the cells, and then we actually do a a, a cell um, a cell bleed to make sure that the cells are in a, a very healthy state while they're producing product in the bioreactor. That product that's continuously harvested, it goes into our continuous uh, downstream purification train. And so essentially you don't have product lingering in hold vessels for any extended duration of time, which is which has really nice benefits for, for quality. And um, if you have, you know, maybe products that are sensitive to, um, you know, different environmental conditions, being able to advance them through uh, the process as quickly as possible has a lot of advantages as well. Now, I know this is a, a pretty tightly regulated space, and certainly there are manufacturers who they got their process figured out, they got it approved, and they can see the advantages of, of going into a continuous model, but they've got to change what they're doing. How do we, how do we square that circle? Yeah, no, it's, I think it's a, it's a really good question. And it was, you know, it, it, it brought a smile to my face to hear, you know, FDA this week uh, at uh, the Biomanufacturing World Summit uh, talk about, you know, some of the advantages of continuous manufacturing. I think regulators recognize the, the, the opportunity there. Um, I think you know, what we're seeing uh, with, you know, in the industry and, and with some of our commercial partners um, is, you know, an, an interest in leveraging the continuous manufacturing platform in order to reduce cost of goods around biosimilars, right? So, you know, it is it is paramount in the production of biosimilars that you're matching critical quality attributes for these molecules. And so, it, you know, it, it just, if, if the, um, the innovator molecule was originally developed in a fed batch format, and you're coming along with a next generation, um, you know, more cost effective manufacturing process, you, you don't get a you don't get a pass from regulators for just being more cost effective, you have to match, you have to be comparable, right. And, and so what we've seen recently, um, with one of our uh, uh, recently announced partnerships with with Sandoz, um, they are, you know, very excited about uh, working with just um, to develop multiple biosimilar uh, products with them. And, and I think that they have a lot of, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, respect and confidence in just being able to, um, you know, provide the, the right comparability package when we're looking to, uh, you know, deliver these biosimilars to, uh, to patients. Now, I can appreciate every product's going to be a little different, but broadly speaking, what are the timelines like to move from a batch to a continuous model? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good question. So what we do at, at Just is uh, we like to you know bring in that uh, that molecule um, and see how well it performs in our in our platform. So we do a very rapid platform assessment. Um, we could typically accomplish you know that kind of exercise in like you know. 
two, three months, right? Um, and then you'll have a very good idea of how productive that molecule is in our platform. And, and we can you know, assist with uh, process economic modeling to make sure that there is you know, a key, um, uh, um, you know, a, an NPV advantage to pivoting to a, uh, you know, a, an alternative uh, manufacturing platform. Um, and then we can also show uh, you know, comparability of the molecule, right? So we have some really sophisticated analytical techniques that we can leverage. Um, uh, Multi-attribute method, uh, mass spec is one that we can use to make sure that we're uh, matching the, the glycosylation of the, um, the innovator molecule there. Um, so I think we can, in this, you know, very short period of time, give our partners a lot of confidence that they're gonna see a cost advantage uh, while not compromising comparability if they were to um, develop a next-generation manufacturing process with us. I can also see an advantage if you're building it one way for a long time and then there's an opportunity to move to a continuous model. You can also build in the latest technologies for visibility, for documentation, for data collection and analysis. Yeah. That that comes part and parcel. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's also a really nice um, you know, attribute of our our approach, right? So we've, you know, we've really spent a lot of time thinking about a, you know, highly intensified, highly productive process. Um, but what the one of the the side effects, shall we say, of, of that approach is that it's allowed us to substantially simplify the facility and simp- and frankly simplify the equipment that we're utilizing. Right. So our facilities, we don't have extensive, um, uh, you know, uh, piping and, and instrumentation in the facility to enable you know SIP CIP type cleaning activities. Everything single use. Um, which gives us a lot of flexibility to reconfigure the facility, move different you know pieces of equipment around, um, you know try out different configurations in the plant. Um, whereas if you were working in you know a, a more traditional facility, you just wouldn't have that kind of flexibility to to move uh, unit operations around. We also really want to be on the you know the cutting edge of you know e systems that we're using in our facility. So you know we're we're highly automated throughout the manufacturing process. We actually endeavor to have, and and this is another theme I think you saw in some of the other presentations this week, was, you know, lights out manufacturing, right? Like, can we, um, you know, leverage enough automation uh, that we've, you know, substantially reduced the amount of human interaction that's required, you know, throughout the process? And that's something that, that we're um, you know, one, I think we've made a ton of progress on, but also like really excited about. Um, but yes, you know, leveraging, um, you know, um, electronic, you know, uh, notebook systems, electronic, um, you know, documentation systems to avoid paper in the plant is also something that, that we've um, spent a lot of time thinking about and implementing in our facilities. I want to circle back and touch a little bit on um, the facility layout that you were talking about. I I remember when I was first getting into doing pharmaceutical events, everyone wanted to talk about the facility of the future, the facility of the future. And now we are coming to a point of a whole new frontier of medicines in front of us. We are getting better at controlling our costs. I have to assume the facility of the future has some modular components to it that are helping you, you know, do the same thing a couple of different ways. Can we talk about that? Yeah, no, no, happy to and happy to uh, give you a sense of, um, you know, how we're thinking about leveraging uh, the facility as, as really kind of a, a key differentiator for our manufacturing platform. Um, so, so we have our, our manufacturing platform, we call it uh, JPod. 
Um, and, and basically, we're leveraging these uh, you know, modular pods to uh, perform different unit operations in, in a clean room setting, right? So if you, if you come visit our, you know, one of our uh, JPod facilities, we have uh, one in, in Redmond, Washington, uh, with a you know, US-based you know, manufacturing footprint. Um, we also have a second facility that will be coming online in early 2025 in Toulouse, France. So we'll have that uh, North American footprint and, and European footprint in the very uh, near future. Um, if you were to come visit our uh, GMP facility in Redmond, Washington today, which has been uh, performing GMP runs for the last three years or so, um, I, I think I think you'll uh, you'll see a very modest looking um, uh, you know suburban office park type building, right? Um, but when you go inside, it's it is really different, right? So we've got a very small clean room space, um, and because of the all of the intensified you know manufacturing unit operation development that I that I mentioned earlier, we've been able to really uh, squeeze that uh, clean room envelope. So the amount of environmental monitoring that's required is is substantially less than what you might see in a in a in a larger facility. Um, and so, so this 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 kind of pod concept, um, one, it's it's highly reconfigurable. Um, we can actually move where different unit operations are performed. We have a very flexible automation system that allows us to. Um, uh, you know, increase or decrease the number of unit operations that might be required for a particular molecule, change the, you know, the order of operations. So there's just a lot of flexibility. Um, and, and, it, and really this kind of, you know, J-Pod piece, um, it's, it's, a, it's a differentiator for us. I think, you know, Perfusion, you know, we're very excited about that technology. And I think that it opens up a lot of opportunities. But if you come visit the, the J-Pod facility, it's, it's really quite... Um, you know, profound what our, our team of engineers has, has been able to um, bring together to create this, you know, holistic manufacturing solution. For uh, executives who are listening to this and are trying to imagine themselves partnering with uh, your group, maybe they want to learn more about the J-Pods. What are some things that they should be keeping in mind? Maybe what are some good questions that they should be asking? How do they get yeah. better educated about all this? Yeah, so, so I would say that, um, you know, as they think about um, you know, their, uh, you know, clinical pipeline and, and how they're going to ensure, uh, you know, enough supply is, is reaching that, you know, patient demand. Um, I think they, they're going to be thinking about costs, which we've addressed, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I think, I think we've got, um, you know, very competitive cost of goods um, that are, you know, in, in, from our market analysis, really is, is, you know, we're in a leadership position, I think, when it comes to cost of goods. Um, I think they're also thinking about, uh, you know, quality. And I think we have, you know, fantastic quality systems. Um, as I mentioned, we've done a lot to show, you know, comparability around our molecules. We really understand, you know, what we're producing there. Um, and I think, I think risk is also, you know, an, an important issue. Um, so one of the, the nice attributes of our approach is for, for phase one, phase two, uh, we can actually deliver, you know, kilogram quantities of material um, out of a 500 liter uh, scale, right? And so when that, that partner 
achieves clinical success and is moving into the later stage or even contemplating you know commercial launch what we can do there instead of what you might do in more traditional uh, you know fed batch manufacturing where you scale from 2,000 liters up to 20,000 liters and and hope that you know all the mass transfer that might you know uh, be necessary there is you know behaving as you would expect we can actually scale from the 500 liter scale to the thousand liter very very modest scale up uh, which reduces scale up risk we can extend the duration of the process uh, and produce upwards of you know 40 or 50 kilograms worth of material out of a, a single uh, you know commercial batch and so I think that there's there's a lot of um, you know benefits to that as well minimizing the risk around around scale up these these uh, you know are because our, our facilities are are you know, simple and uh, modular, we can actually build new facilities very rapidly. So a new facility, uh, you know, we, we have experience constructing a facility in, you know, eight, 18 months, right? And that was during the, the peak of the pandemic, we were actually building the first JPOD facility in Redmond. Actually, could I get you to expand upon that? Yeah. So, you know, I think one of the other um, benefits that we bring to partners is the ability to uh, scale with their clinical and commercial demands. Uh, so you, you might have, uh, you know, a, a reasonably good understanding of how much uh, material you're going to need for, for phase one, even even into to phase three. Uh, but, you know, we've heard time and time again from many of our partners that uh, estimating commercial demand is, is very challenging, right? And so if you have to uh, commit to uh, you know, uh, a, a, a commercial forecast. And if you, uh, you know, ex- exceed demand, you know, that's a challenge. If you, uh, you know, are unfortunately like under demand, that can also be problematic. So given our, our really flexible approach to manufacturing, we can scale up and scale down with partners as, as uh, you know, as necessary, um, which I think is, is, is also, a, you know, a unique differentiator for us at this time. John, we've covered a lot of ground in this conversation, and I wonder if there is one or two key takeaways that you'd like to highlight for people who have been listening, just so that they can think about that a little further. Yeah, no, that, thanks for that opportunity. So, you know, one one thing I, I would like um, you know groups to know about Just Eva Tech is we also have some interesting approaches to to um, you know the, the the business model that that we partner with um, with various groups. So, you know, we we certainly can can offer uh, you know, contract manufacturing for different groups in a in a more kind of uh, you know traditional approach. We've actually um, very recently taken a a, a different approach to, to partnership. Um, so we're we're thrilled to be working with Sandoz, as I, I mentioned earlier on the call, and and we'll be uh, you know help working with them you know hand in hand to develop you know multiple biosimilars over the coming years. Uh, but we actually have a, an interesting technology access, um, you know, partnership model that that we've um, uh, you know been able to uh, to come come together with them on, uh, where we'll actually uh, allow them to to leverage some of our enabling technologies, um, and then you know they have the option to request just to to construct a. Uh, a pod facility, right? So we have our JPod facilities. Essentially, we would create one of those, build one of those facilities uh, with them that they could then operate. So we have some really flexible approaches to partnership, and I, I think that um, you know that might be compelling to to, to different groups. Some groups are, are looking to be provided with. 
uh, you know, clinical supply. And we, we love having those kinds of, uh, doing those kinds of projects with groups. But for others that might be thinking about, um, you know, expanding a, you know, a global, you know, manufacturing network um, and want to leverage the JPOD technology and different geographies, uh, I think we can have some, some really interesting conversations in, in that area as well. Um, so, yeah, no, really, you know, thanks for the opportunity to, to bring that, um, uh, that nuance to, to people's attention. No, no, for sure. And so I guess the natural question then when we're talking about these conversations, for people who do want to learn more, ask a few questions, what is the best way to get in touch? Yeah, so uh, what I would encourage people to do is you can find us, uh, you know, on the internet at just-evotechbiologics.com. That's our webpage. There's actually a lot of really inf- interesting, you know, background material that you can find there um, that that can, uh, you know, help, you know, answer additional questions. Uh, we have our, our e- uh, email contact information on the webpage. Please reach out to us there. You know, be happy to... Um, uh, you know, schedule follow-up conversations if you'd like to learn more. And uh, yeah, we're, you know, we're just thrilled to, to work with, um, you know, uh, our new partners, existing partners on projects uh, that expand global access. Really, that was the, you know, the, the foundational mission uh, for Just was finding ways to expand global access to, to biotherapeutics and, and um, partnering with uh, various groups to achieve that together is is really you know integral to our you know organizational DNA and 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 we really uh, strive to uh, to enable that. John, I really appreciate you sharing some of that with us today. Uh, I know you have a lot of interesting conversations with a lot of people. I hope this is one more way of, of getting your message in front of them because I think you've got something really special here. That's great. No, thank, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. You've been listening to another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint Podcast Series. I've been Jeff Mix. Let's do it again soon.